Hello, and welcome to Talk Social to Me. I'm your host, Mackenzie, and today Ben and I are telling you all about how to do a social media audit. And I know, I know you're thrilled about it. I know you want to do it so badly. No, we know how annoying it can be, but social media audits are so important. And we're going to break down exactly why they are important, how to do one, and what to do after you do one. So all the things that you want to know. So let's get right into it. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hello, Benny boy. How are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. Also, I realized in the past like few times I've been calling you Benny boy instead of lovely Ben. And I'm sorry about that. Oh, no, no. Hey, do whatever you want. Dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. I know I'm like, I'm one of those people that any of my friends can give me a nickname. But as soon as somebody that I don't know uses a nickname that they heard my friend call me, I'm out. Really? Yeah. For, I just I don't know why. I'm just like, you don't know me. You know my full name. So please use my full name. And then you can get into being calling me Mac or Ken's or Mackie That's... or like all that kind of stuff. That's so funny. I don't know if it's because my everyone butchers my last name or because I grew up in sports where people call you a thousand and one things. Yeah. Like you, you can call me Guy. And I'm like, yeah, what up? <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't care. But guy I, over there. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, me. Yeah. So no, I, <laughs> call me whatever you want. I, I'm easy. Okay. There we go. Benny boy it is for now. And then I'll probably change it up in another couple of weeks. Uh-oh. Try it out. See how it feels. We can go from there. Yeah. Perfect. Love it. Well, before we get into today's topic, do you have a flex tip? Mm. Mm. Flex tip. Ooh, that's you an aggressive head nod. Bet I do. I was trying to like, <laughs> vibe with the tune, you know? But this today's tip is all about best leveraging tools that are given to you on social, but in particular, one tool, which is the pinned content feature that's on Instagram and TikTok, where you can pin selected content to the top of your profile. So that way it's front and center whenever someone comes and visits your profile. And it's very common practice for people just to pin their most viral piece of content as a form of social proof. And in theory, that does sound like a solid idea. Just being like, oh, look, I get views. Show people I get views. Yeah. But chances are, if this video, if those videos have gone viral or those posts have gone viral, people have already seen that. That's probably what brought them to your page in the first place. So why would you use that as your top piece of content or first means of communication when it could be something that's a lot more valuable. And so what I like to think about is what is the best piece of content that I have or the best few to get my end result, which is going to be from turning them into a visitor, then into a follower. So sometimes that won't even be content that has a ton of traffic because sometimes stuff that you want to go deeper with doesn't travel as well, but that might be really valuable to the people you're trying to reach. So just being a little more thoughtful about what you're putting as the pinned content and making advantage or taking advantage of what it can do for you. I love that. That's a great tip. I wouldn't have thought of that because I do see a lot of people putting that pinned, that first pinned one is always the one that drew me to them. Yeah. And so that's a really good, like it's a really valuable piece of, a really valuable tip here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it is valuable real estate that they could be utilizing that they're not because they're using that one video that people are like, oh, look, they're popular. Yeah, well, it was actually, I stumbled across that to not do that because I had done that as my mine as well. And then like a few people were like, oh yeah, that's what brought me to your page anyways. And I just thought about it logically. I said, well, then why do I want to show it to them again? They've already seen it. Why yeah. wouldn't I want to build the relationship further and have another point of contact, another point of value? No, I love that. It's a great tip. So today 
We are going to be talking about a social media audit. So it kind of goes in correlation to your tip because we know that a lot of people are finishing Q1 up and looking back at Q1 and thinking, what the heck actually worked for me last month or this past quarter? And so we think one of the best ways to do that is by doing an audit of your account. I wouldn't say do this quarterly, but definitely check up on it more than you think you should. I like to check up on ours at least a couple times a year just to make sure that everything's flowing correctly, that we are actually doing the right things with our social media accounts because you could be doing the wrong thing for so long and not realizing that it's wrong until you do an audit. So I think they're so important to do. Another thing that you can find too is that something that was once the right thing no longer is. And you won't really find that unless you go in and look. And a lot of people, if they found success with something, they just keep going back to that well. And sometimes yep. it runs dry. Absolutely. And so the way to do that is a social media audit. So Ben, do you want to kind of explain what a social media audit is for people that might not know what that is? Yeah. So audits can be approached a few different ways. I like to do it internally. So look at your own analytics, look, look how your content is performing, the different things that you're doing, all the workings of your strategy, and then how that's actually performing. And is that in alignment with your goals? So I like to look at that first. So look at yourself. And then I do like to go out externally too and do an audit as of like the market at large because sometimes you might be missing out on something that you could easily do or make better that's already bringing someone else success and that could be transformative for your audit or your account so i think uh start in and then once you've got that in order go outwardly so some of the biggest reasons why people should do an audit on their account is like you said they identify areas for improvement so when you're auditing your stuff you can see that what content's actually working for you compared to what content isn't working for you. So if you notice that you've got reels that are doing really, really well because you're talking about a certain topic on those reels, then mark that and be like, okay, well, that's content that I know my audience likes already. So I should be pushing out more of that content. So it's finding those areas that are doing well, but also noticing the little holes in your own social media strategy that probably need to be filled by you. Yeah. And I think one of the most important things of doing an audit is it forces you to ask questions. And so then to ask questions, you then have to find answers. I think so many people that are complaining about their lack of performance or their lack of growth on social, they don't even really know what they're trying to achieve. And so doing an audit can really help you figure out what that is and then see if what you're doing is actually getting you there. Because a lot of people are just running on the hamster wheel and then they're frustrated. They're not, they're not, they don't get where they want to go, but they haven't even outlined where they want to go. So I think there's a, that's also really helpful about doing an audit too. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of friends who have come to me and they're like, I don't know what's going wrong with my account. And I was like, well, have you actually looked back at your account? Have you seen yeah. what your audience is engaging with, what they're clicking on, the your CTAs, like any of that? Are you noticing what's working? And they're like, well, no. And I was like, that's where you need to start. <laughs> like that's the first area that you need to start at is looking at yourself and looking at all the stuff that you're posting and kind of keeping track of that because that's the only way that you're going to know what your audience actually wants from you is by going through the stuff and seeing what they've liked from you. Yeah, hundred percent. I think a great way to approach <laughs> it is to start very top level and see, okay, am I trending in the right direction? And then if you are, go try to figure out why, right? Like go look at the individual pieces of content and look at the big needle movers, right? Like the shares, saves, things that speak to the value and the yep. appreciation for that content. You're going to find things that will surprise you. Every time I've done an audit with a client or somebody who I know personally, they'll go through and see a metric and they're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that I had that many saves. 
And that's kind of a problem if you don't know those things, because you could yep. be going, missing out on huge opportunities to go deeper or, or share that post, post again. And a lot of people, they're so afraid of reposting something. It's, it's actually a good practice. If, if, if people want it, not everyone's seeing your content. So you may as well show it again, especially if it's been a month or two, people forget. Like they're they seeing do. so many pieces of content <laughs> and you, and you wouldn't even know that it'd be a good thing to repost if you didn't see that it got that kind of deep connection that you're trying to do. Yeah. And that's another reason why people need to do an audit is you can help optimize your content. So doing an audit, you can go through and kind of analyze your audience demographics, figure out like who's looking at your stuff. Cause that's gonna be a huge part of it because every single mm. social media platform has a different type of audience that people on TikTok aren't the same people that are on your Facebook. So going through figuring out who your audience is and figuring out what content they're wanting from you and then really fine tuning that and making it really strategic when you are going through for the months ahead, when you're put planning out content for the months ahead. So optimization is so key when you're doing an audit because yeah, you can audit all your stuff all you want, but until you actually look at it and then figure out a new strategy and actually utilize that audit for the better, then mm. nothing's going to change with your stuff, like your account, if you're not actually doing anything to move your account forward with an audit. And luckily there's multiple ways where you can access these analytics, like obviously right within Instagram or TikTok or within a tool like Flick, you can actually go and see things at a glance. And that's really helpful because you can see things quickly. And that's really why we built out our analytics dashboard the way that we did so that you could see yep. the big important things at a glance very quickly. And so definitely take advantage of that and get into the routine of doing that, but also make sure that you are sticking to your routine, right? Because like if you go do an audit and you didn't even stick to your plan in the first place, <laughs> that's going to be tough to give you any sort of real quantifiable feedback. So I think even that could be part of your audit saying, did I execute the plan that I was trying to do? And, and did that give me the results that I needed? Because obviously if it didn't, something's got to give and you're going to find that out through doing said audit. Absolutely. So we'll kind of break down a couple of different steps, how to run an audit. And my first personal step, and I don't know if this would be yours, Ben, but it's identifying how many social media accounts you actually have. Because I have run into this in the past with clients where they're like, oh, yeah, I just have Instagram and Facebook. That's all I have. And then when I have done a search, they have Twitter, they have Pinterest, they have a YouTube channel. And I'm like, wait a second, you've got all of these things and you're not utilizing them. So what should we do with these? And then from there, you can see if there are any imposter accounts out there, because I have run into that in the past before. And so getting those taken down, any accounts that you realize aren't doing anything for you, coming up with a plan to figure out, okay, do we actually need to be on this platform? And if we don't, how can we close this and say goodbye to the few people that do follow us? Or if you think that account or that, social media platform would be good for you, how do you move forward and how do you build a strategy around that social media account? Love that. Yeah. And the next place that I would usually go is what I call like looking at the storefront and saying, are, yeah. are we still being represented the way that we want to at a glance? So if someone just comes and visit us, are, is the messaging still on our on tone with our brand voice? Are we still communicating to the same group of people? And is that clearly expressed in the, the front of our store. And I'm saying that in air quotes because yeah, obviously yeah. <laughs> your profile or your page or whatever. So that's the next place that I would go. That doesn't have to take a long time, but sometimes the messaging that you can have or your brand voice can really evolve. And if you don't go back and look at this stuff, like, it, just, it just may be a disconnect in terms of content you're making versus like the language you're using. 
Absolutely. So definitely review your profile information. Like you said, do it at a glance. Make sure that every single social media profile is consistent across the board. Because if you're speaking one way on Facebook and one way on Twitter and another way on TikTok, people are going to be confused when they actually go to your account and be like, is this is this the same brand? Same. Because yeah. it doesn't feel the same. So making sure that's all super duper consistent in your bio, your about language needs to be the same across the board. Your images need to be the same across the board just so people can identify you and make sure and understand and have that checkpoint when they see your brand and they're like, oh, this is that brand. Mm -hmm. 100%. And what would you do as your next step? After reviewing the profile, I would try to go through all the audience members on the platforms. So like we were saying before that every single platform has a different audience. So figuring out the demographics and who you're speaking to on each of the social media accounts is so important. So I usually get a spreadsheet out and kind of break it up in different columns and be like, Instagram, this is what I have. TikTok, this is what I have. Twitter, this is what I have. And you can see similarities in each of the like demographics, but you can really figure out a new strategy when it comes to each of those social media accounts once you have all of those demographics laid out in front of you. Yeah, it's, it's crucial to know who you're talking to and then obviously gauge your messaging and, and things to that. So I think that's absolutely massive. And then I think figuring out what the goal is of each platform that you're trying to show up for, because obviously the obvious ones where people are say, oh, I want more followers and whatnot. But it's like, why? Like, what is the, the why behind yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and like, what do you think a follower on Twitter can can help you achieve? And like, how does that actually happen? And how do you make content that makes that happen? Absolutely. So defining your specific goals kind of correlates with that. And that would be my 100%. next step is completely just going through. And yes, you've created your accounts. Congratulations. Well done. We're we're so proud of you. This is me clapping for you. But what do you want from these accounts? And Ben, you've talked about this before and you've stressed this before. You need to know what your goals are. You can't just be like, oh, I want to go viral. Well, why do you want to go viral? What is the point? Is it just to make money? Well, how do you want to make money? What are you teaching these people? I think knowing exactly what your goals are for each platform and each network, like social media network is so important when doing an audit. And when you know your goals on a fundamental level, I, a lot of people think that would create more stress when creating, but I think it actually creates a lot more freedom because you realize that you can probably achieve the goals you're, you're, you're here to achieve with far less of an audience size than you think, right? A lot of people are like, oh, I need millions and millions of followers. But if you're an existing business or an existing brand and you're looking to build deeper relationships, that doesn't need to be with everyone. And so maybe you can make content that you wouldn't have touched earlier, but it is more in alignment with your goals once you've actually looked at it, conducted this audit and seen that that's what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think you need to think outside of, oh, I want to grow my followers. Oh, I want to increase my engagement. Like think outside of that box because that yeah. box is so narrow and you can do all these different things. But once you kind of, I don't know, expand your goals and figure out exactly what that niche is that you're going to target, then that really helps you figure out your strategy and really helps with building your social media accounts and building your community on social media. Cause that's one of the biggest things on social because you want to be social. You want community. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And getting granular with the goals that you're looking to achieve in terms of like very specific and then working backwards from like what gets you there. Because even with things like engagement or followers, especially with today's algorithm landscape, one piece of content could make it look like you're doing so much better than you actually are because it went viral. But then it's like, yeah. is that in alignment with what you're actually trying to achieve with your granular goals that move the bigger vision forward, the business or brand forward? And oftentimes that's, that's not the case. And then people just keep going back that well, chasing that virality. And it could be pushing them farther away from where they want to go. Yeah. I mean, there's so many accounts that I personally follow that they had one post that hit and that post has nothing to do with their brand or their business. It's- so bad. Yeah, I know. It's so bad. And then they get all these customers in that don't have anything to do with what they sell or their services or anything. And so then they create that one content again to achieve that virality again. And it's like this vicious cycle where their numbers aren't actually going well, their their numbers might be increasing, but their sales aren't increasing because they're not getting the right people through the door. The saying is that numbers don't lie, but if you don't know how to read the numbers, they absolutely can lie to you, right? Yeah. So like that's that's the whole thing. And a lot of people are making that mistake because they don't con- take the time to conduct an audit like this. And oftentimes that can be because of pressure, maybe from like a boss of yours or the yep. client themselves, just obsessing over metrics that, that sound no like it's important. Exactly. But you as the marketer, like you don't really want a client that won't let you actually convey the message that this stuff isn't yep. important. And so if you can understand it yourself, conduct an audit, you can probably communicate that to the person that may be creating this stress stress or pressure. And if you can communicate clearly why this isn't the right move, they'll probably allow you to do your thing a little, a little better and then probably respect yep. you more too because you deeply know what you're talking about. Absolutely. Always back yourself because nobody else is going to back you. No, and it, and just because I think I, I fall trapped to this too, I'm sure you do as well, is that because we know this stuff so well, we just assume that everyone else has a, at least a fairly yeah. decent level of competency. And that could not be farther from the truth, right? Like people just look at things and, and speak in generalities. So lean on yourself to share your expertise because it's going to help you enjoy your experience a lot more and then also bring better results. So the next one is one of my favorites. And it's something that I always look at is evaluating your brand voice. I can't even tell you how many times I want to scream this at people to check their brand voice because you can start your brand at one point and have one specific style, but it could have evolved over the years. And you also have to be consistent across the board on all platforms with your brand voice. So if you're goofy, be goofy. If you're more educational, be educational, but make sure you're being consistent and sticking to that and being really, really just measured. Because if you're constantly changing your brand voice and you're constantly saying one thing on one platform and another thing on another platform, or even saying two different things on the same platform, it's going to confuse your audience. And nobody really wants to follow somebody who doesn't seem to know who they are. The consistent value piece is so important because... Like it or not, we as humans, our brains work on labels, right? So we like to say clearly and easily identify someone's point of value and label them as X, Y, Z, right? And it's not to put you in a box. It's just like people are looking for that whenever they stumble across content. And so if you don't communicate that clearly, that's going to be tough to happen. But I will say that this may be another area where because we're so well-versed in this stuff, it seems commonplace yeah. to us, but I get questions all the time about like, what is brand voice? And then once they understand the concept, like how do you actually build the foundation or the guide 
or the template to work off of where you can consistently communicate in the same way, whether it's you or an employee. Because I know so many people struggle with that. Yep. I think if you don't know, so Flick has a little guide over on our website. I will link that in the show notes for how to build your own brand voice. Because again, me, I love brand voice. I think brand voice is so interesting. I think it's one of the best parts about social media because it gives brands businesses, people, personality that people want to actually follow. So please go check out our guide on that. It gives you like a step-by-step and you can actually get captions with that to help you. But yeah, just really nailing down who you want to be online and sticking to that is so important. Putting together a, maybe even like a Google doc, be like, okay, these are X, Y, and Z. These are what the three things that we want to capture online. We want to be educational, but we want to be funny while we're being educational. And you start there and then go minuscule and then figure out which words you don't want to say, like what words that are completely banned from your account because you don't like those words and just pick different things. It can be so streamlined and so like specific, but it helps everybody on your team. It helps you. And that way when you're writing captions, you can see like, oh, that doesn't really fit here because this doesn't sound like us. So just mm-hmm. get really specific with it and it will be really helpful in the future. For sure. And I think f- freedom and creativity is found through structures, right? So if, if the more that you have this stuff laid out, the easier it will be to create, not the other way around. And it also makes it easier for people to get behind the mission, people who work for you and then also people who are finding the content because it is consistent and clear. Yeah. And you're not confusing your audience and you're not confusing your employees. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a huge bonus. We love that. So I think my next one is checking your social media metrics. And I know we touched on that a little bit. But again, just going to keep drilling down on it. You can go into your analytics and see what content is actually working well for you. Pick your favorite pieces of content that are working well for you and really figure out why they're working well. Do you have a CTA? Is it images? Is it a video? Is it the tips that you give in that piece of content? Figure out what people are liking and then start building a strategy around what people are liking. Because if you're going to keep giving away a meme because you think you like the meme, but your audience isn't liking the meme, why are you giving away the meme? Don't do that. (laughs) No, that's a great point. And the numbers will tell you a lot. And you can even take that step further if, if you know some people that are your core followers and they are exactly the kind of person you're trying to reach you can reach out to them and say like hey i really appreciate the support that you've given us what is the content that you've loved and what would you love to see more or less of and oftentimes yes. you can get some really valuable information there and you could be potentially missing out on huge opportunities because you just didn't ask the question i love that i didn't even think about that yes ask people why do they follow you what do they like from you and you can even put that like on instagram you can put it as a story and just ask the question and then you'll get flooded with all the reasons why people love you and why they want to follow you. And that's always the best. It's so easy to create like super fans or like loyal, loyal supporters because so many people just don't spend time on this stuff. So if you just spend a bit of time making things personal, you benefit from being able to create way better content to a specific audience you're trying to reach anyways. And they are going to be far more motivated to ride or die with everything that you post. <laughs> so it's like, it, it's not hard to achieve. And I'm a huge voice note guy, but whatever feels right for you, do it. I just know that like, I will always send voice notes because obviously I love talking, but two, it's so <laughs> personal and it does achieve so much so quickly. And especially if you're a creator like I am, people are so accustomed to hearing my voice when they get to hear it directed 
specifically at them. at them, it means so much. And so if you're creating content, I think it's a no brainer, whether it's video you prefer or audio, it can just go such a far away so quickly. And there are people who are still liking my content all the time that I sent messages to them like a, a, years ago. And I'm like, I know yeah. they only still care because I did that. Oh, I love that. I didn't even think of that. That's such a good way for people to really connect with their audience. Send voice notes. Everybody loves voice note. Well, I, I personally love a voice note. <laughs> I love them too. And they can be scary, but it's, it's like anything, right? They're scary until you sent one and then you send it and you're like, that wasn't that big of a deal. And then yeah. you quickly see that it's, it's the superior way to communicate quickly because you can deliver tone, <laughs> like everything, and you don't have to type anything. And I make yeah. so many typos, so I can't make a typo via a voice note. So that's, that's another true. huge bonus too. <laughs> but if you're me, you can say ro- words wrong, which I do all of the time, which is more embarrassing. No, it's not. But I feel like that's even more of an opportunity to share some personality though too, right? Because if you stumble over the word, you're just like, oh, whatever, screw it. You know what I meant. And then people usually get a chuckle out of it. They're like, oh, this is just a person. I like them. And then they're deeper and they, everything's better. Yeah. Until they hear that I say the word epitome as epitome because I read it first and never learned the word until later on in life. <laughs> is, isn't epitome a different word? No, I don't think so. I think it's just epitome. Okay, it's a different way of pronouncing it. Well, could that be a tomato tomato thing? I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> okay, well, I'm trying to give you. I'm trying to give you a note here. <laughs> yeah. No, my friends just keep because I always say epitome, and they're like epitome, and I'm like, I know, I know, but I read it for a long time and didn't realize that it was a different word. Honestly, I, I don't have any hate for anyone who does stuff like that because the English language is crazy. Like there are so many things where I'm just like, how is that pronounced like that? Like no. this is crazy. And then I'll hear about how someone else thinks something should be pronounced. Sometimes I'll be like, yeah. oh, like, that actually makes more sense. Like why did I never think about that? Yeah, segue. So, I still can't even look at the way it's spelled. I don't even know how it's spelled. S e g u e segue. Segu. Segu. Yeah, that one's a hard one for me. I can't look at that one for too long. It hurts my brain. (laughs) I've never typed that before. Well, there you go. Now you know how to spell segue. Yeah, I always think of segue like the thing that you ride. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Which is actually spelled the way. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that that makes sense. Segue to, yeah. Wow. Education. Do you have another one? Because I have one more. So after you've consulted with, with the people who already are following you, I think another great place to go is externally, like I said, so to other accounts within your niche, and then also anyone who's getting outlier levels of success and and try to spot trends. Like for example, with on TikTok, if you just scroll through your for you page, and sometimes what I'll do is I'll make a a brand new account, just to try to go get a a feel of like, what is the algorithm just pushing to new people? Because it's usually a Mm -hmm. good telltale sign as to what they're really caring about right in this moment. And go see if there's consistent themes, right? And so right now it's like a lot of people who are just trying to be very, very personal to the camera, almost as if they're on FaceTime, like that stuff's really doing well on TikTok. And so knowing that stuff can be really, really powerful so that you can kind of be more creative with the things that you are creating. So they, I think that's very, very helpful and doesn't have to take a ton of time. Just train your brain to look for these common themes and then you can use them as like a superpower for creating better content that's more likely to get pushed. Absolutely. My last one. So it's definitely the exact same thing is just monitor your competitors. So see what your competitors are doing, kind of analyze their accounts, similar to what you're doing for your own accounts and see if there's areas that they have weaknesses in that you can just grab those weaknesses and put 
that content into your own strategy. Because if they're not talking about it, people are going to be looking elsewhere. And so make sure that they come to you for that elsewhere content. Absolutely. And I think you can also take a very similar approach to things maybe totally out of your niche as well. So like there's this book called The Blue Ocean Strategy. And it's essentially like creating your own competition-free marketplace by by being creative and potentially like combining other elements from different fields so that you're creating your own little blue ocean. I think that can be done on social all the time where brands or creators get very creative from pulling in elements and inspiration from totally different places. And it can still work and really resonate with the things that you're trying to do too. So I think that's a great point. Look at your own competitors, but even get creative and, and look externally too. Yeah, for sure. Well, those are our tips on how to do a social media audit. The last, very last one, because I just thought about this, is once you do all of that, update your marketing strategy. <laughs> a lot yes. of people will do these audits and then won't do anything with them. They'll be like, okay, look, I did it. Congrats me. But actually do something about it. Take next steps and update your strategy based on the audit that you've done because we promise you it will help. And st- just do it for a month and with your new marketing strategy and then Go back and look at your analytics and your metrics again and see what works, what didn't work. And then just keep optimizing, optimizing, optimizing. Because that's the only way that we know how to get social media to move forward is by looking at analytics and optimizing. Yeah, you got to build a plan because without a plan, you plan to fail. And I know that. Yeah, I'm dropping (laughs) bars. But uh, as a brand or a business, you have things you're trying to achieve. So you can't just be aimless with all the things you're doing and expect to get there. And so that's definitely an important thing is build out a plan. And that way you actually can see if the plan's the problem or or figure out where the opportunities really lie. 100%. I love it. Well, that is the show for the day. It was short and sweet. And that's something that I love to see. We will be back next week. But before we go, I have a little flick feature and it is Louisa and she has been listening to our podcast and she has apparently been raving about us, which we love to hear. So shout out to Louisa. We appreciate you listening each and every single week. And uh, that's, that's why we do this whole thing. So thank you so much. We appreciate you and we hope that uh, you never stop. Yeah, absolutely. Please share. But yeah, that is the end of the show. So if you want to give us a five-star review, we would love that. And maybe we'll shout you out next week. You can follow us over on Instagram at flick.social on TikTok at flick.social. If I can do it, I am running out of water in my mouth. You can also find us on Twitter at flick underscore social. And Ben is over over on the good old YouTube. What are we over on YouTube, Ben? Just type in flick hashtags. And it's the easiest way to find us. But our if you go to youtube.com forward slash at flick training, you'll find us that way as well. And uh, we're always posting out content there. And then we're also posting the video versions of this podcast there now as well. So if you prefer to see our faces as you hear our voices, <laughs> then you can head over there and, and consume it that way as well. Absolutely. Well, we will catch you all next week. Have a great social media week and audit your accounts. You can thank us later. Bye. Peace.